The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm The Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I am The Nightmare and... Apparently, I'm Ron Jack. There it is. Hey, I don't have to keep saying, and as always, like people know you're here, you're the co-host. It's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess after two years, I guess it's kind of like official. I'm no longer just like, and joining me once again, like, no, I'm just always fucking here. Yeah, you're just here. You're here and we're doing it. Um, So welcome to episode, I don't fucking know, because I never looked before we record. Right. It's like 60 something, 68 maybe. Who knows? No, we did 75 live. Did we do? I don't know. Yeah. I'm confused. I don't fucking know anymore. Yeah, man. I don't. I'm going to look it up. We're pushing 100, I think. I'm looking it up. Yeah, what was the la- what was last week's that you posted? <laughs> We're on 107. <laughs> so we did 100 yeah, live? Yeah, 100 was us joking on marshmallows. In the oh, God. Year. Yeah. Oh, oh good boy. times. Good times. How time flies. No kidding. Yeah, episode 60. No, we're on like 70. We just did 75, bro. We're on 107. Holy crap. We're probably nearing like our 100th episode together. Yeah, probably. Because you you really only did. I, I, I joined, did like 20 or so. I joined at like, you know, 20 or 25. So yeah, 20 somewhere or there. 25, something like that. Yeah, because episode 50 we did like in the living room on that bench mm-hmm. counter thing that we have out there. Like the 75, we did the cooking. That was 75. Yeah. And then 100 was out here in the garage with stupid yeah. challenges. Yeah. Woo. Time flies when you're commonly debaucherous. Yeah. Hey, I got, some, I got some solid feedback from last week's episode. They uh, Apparently, people liked the non... That it was more, like, serious on the serious side of common debauchery. Um, more... Real life, I we we have done we've done a lot of pop culture, we've done a lot of nerdy shit recently. Yeah, we kind of dove into real life a little bit last week. Yeah, we did, and uh, yeah, I've I've heard some uh, heard some good reviews about it. A couple of people that listened to it were like, "Hey, that was actually like a nice like palate cleanse, change of pace." Yeah, so we're kind of giving you another one. Yeah, we're gonna dive back in. Not 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 we're gonna, we're not gonna dive back in. We're gonna dive back into life. We're not gonna dive back into last week's topic because that was no. last week. Yeah, there were. There were a few people that, like, oh, I didn't really realize how that relationship ended. Like, oh, I didn't, like, there was one person, like, a former coworker of mine at day camp was like, I love that you still call it day camp. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what else am I going to call it, big shooter? But uh, speaking of, we're going to talk about annoying work things. Yes. Uh, and it could be anything from just things that have annoyed you over time at different jobs to current irritations to anything in between. Mm-hmm. And I picked this week's topic because I, in my current profession, I don't mind what I do, right? It's, it, this isn't like, uh, you know, working in insurance is not a a labor of love. It's not a, oh my God, I'm so passionate to handle people's claims. Like, it's not really what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, you're usually dealing with pissed off people. Uh, pissed off, upset, like... You went through a traumatic event of some kind, like whether it's walking outside and seeing your brand new vehicle or newish vehicle, or maybe the first vehicle you outright owned yourself, having gotten hit by someone who's no longer there and didn't leave a note, Yeah. to a hailstorm came through and left golf, golf ball-sized dents throughout your vehicle, to 
I don't know. You hit a deer. That's always the worst one. Oh yeah. Although I almost got a truck at a really nice fucking discount because of that once. That's Year, that's fair. Years ago, like there was a, I was looking for a new vehicle, and my dad told me. My dad knew that I was looking, so he was kind of looking for stuff as well. And uh, he told me there was some dealership. I forget where it was, but they were like, they had like brand fucking new. It was like 2015, like Silverados or something sure. on their lot, right? And there was a huge hailstorm that came through and just dented the shit out of these things. And they're like, we're not going to fix them, but like, we're still going to sell them, but like, severely discounted. severely discounted because they're just like digging to shit. I'm intrigued to see like what kind of, like how that would work because like, you call your, like you're, so you're going to be in charge of fixing it. And, you know, because most people aren't going to want to drive around in a dented shit. Like, it look, looks like you drove through your truck, uh, you know, your truck through the driving range. Right. But, like, you're going to call it, like, so you're going to buy a car, put it on your insurance, and then put a claim in right away for a hailstorm that happened when you didn't own the vehicle. Right. Like, that would be shitty. Because then, right. oh, yeah, you're saving money on the truck, but... You're going to pay for that hail claim for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting. Plus, like, hitting you hitting with a, like, so there's, you know, $500 out of pocket, depending upon, and that's, like, if you have a decent insurance policy. Right. You know, if you're one of these people who's trying to pinch every penny you can. And you got, like, the bare minimum policy. Or, like, a $2,000 deductible where, like, oh, hey, your damage is 2300 Yeah. Here's your $300 to fix your car. And you're like, well, fuck me. Like, right. But, no, so you go through this traumatic event. And there's any number of different people that I talk to throughout the day. Some people are the, yeah, I, yeah, I messed up, you know, whatever. There's people that are like, oh, I don't know what happened. And you're like, really? You don't, you don't know? You really don't know? You have people who just, I thought I, that, that I had that on my policy. I have that coverage. Sir, I am looking at your policy. Then I want to know, because I had it before. I look at my old policy. And you go back like six policies and you're like, sir, you haven't had this in the entire time that I can see. And yeah. then they find like a policy from another insurance company from 2002 and they're like, see, I told you I had it. And you're like, okay. And you joined our insurance company in 2013. Yeah. Can you show me anything prior to that? Because like, there, you know, after that or even the policy prior to you coming here that says you have this type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything along those lines. And he's like, no, but here's proof that I have it. You should give it to me. Like, okay, we'll talk. I'll call your agent, submit that to underwriting, and see what they say. And underwriting is going to tell you to be like, bro, salt. you haven't had this since 2002 at a different company that wasn't us. And like, even if you can, there, so there are times, and this, so this is my first irritation. People who think you know insurance, right? Okay, so I had to go through training, right? Sure. Now you'd think reading an insurance policy is easy. It's really not that. Like, it's not hard. But it's also not easy. Like, right. You can look and find your deductibles and stuff like that. But like what certain things mean and how certain things read is really where it right. boils like, down to. Like I know the basics of my policy. Like, you know, uh, 100,000, 300,000. Right. Like glass coverage. Like I know what my deductible is, that stuff. But like anything deeper than that, like that's when I would like defer to like if I'm calling in a claim, be like, hey, listen, like this is what happened. What do I do? What like you're What's, you're the expert, right? I'm going to defer to what you're going to tell me. So like, 
One of my favorite things that I deal with is people who argue whether something's collision or something's comprehensive damage. So collision damage is exactly what it sounds like. Your car hit something. Yes. The only thing that's ever really like up in the air about those things are either something that is flying through the air, referred to as a missile in your policy. Nice. Or if you hit a pothole. Sure. So if if like if you're driving, and every '90s baby's nightmare comes through true, and something falls off the back of a truck, is flying through the air, and 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 strike did your vehicle, got done got struck. Yeah, that would be a comprehensive loss, not a collision loss, because it was now flying does it through the does air. it count if the thing didn't hit you, but you hit something else, swerving to avoid? No. That would be a collision, collision loss, okay? Because you are responsible for maintaining control of everything of your vehicle in regards to everything that is in front of you, right? So if you if that thing if, if so that trade if didn't, a two by four strap that ladder down to the roof of his van well enough because that actually happened to a friend of mine. Uh, he totaled his fucking car on the two ninety uh, up near Millersport there. Here's because a, a ladder decided to fly off the top of a fucking truck. Here's a perfect example. We just had a nasty ice storm yeah. this winter, right? Yeah. And what did you see all over western New York? People driving People on the driving freeway. And legit three-inch thick sheets of ice, ice were flying. flying right? Yeah. One of those hits your car, that is a comprehensive loss. If you swerve to avoid... That thing hitting you, which is probably the smart move, and hit the guardrail. And you hit the guardrail. That is a not only is that a collision loss, but you are at fault for it. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So, I actually have a had a claim not too long ago. Uh, again, not using names, not using states, not telling you where I work. Uh, I don't think I can get in trouble for talking about specifics of claims, but like, because I'm not talking, not. I'm not talking about specifics. I'm talking about the scenario, right? Yeah. So the claim that they're not saying, "Oh, John Smith in Massachusetts." Right. So this 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 probably our insured, our the woman who is on the policy for us comes up to a a, a two way stop. Okay, so the cross traffic doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. The where the way she's going does. She comes to a stop at a stop sign, looks one way, looks the other way into oncoming traffic. And cannot see around what she referred to as an, an like a, a vision obstructing item. I think it was like an electro box or a, a mailbox or something. Okay, something that she couldn't really see oncoming traffic around. So she, as she said, inched forward. The car, the oncoming vehicle, saw her, swerved to try to avoid her, and rolled his vehicle. Uh huh. This was deemed a not at fault. Incident with no coverage afforded. So the dude who rolled his vehicle, we didn't cover it. Because there was no contact. Oh, shit. So I had to tell our insurer, who felt awful. Like, she she felt absolutely awful about this. I had to sit there and tell her, like, we're not covering anything because there's no loss. Like, and in our, there is no loss involve, involving you. Right. Because he didn't hit you. She's like, so if he would have T-boned me and killed me, you would have covered the damages to his car. I was like, yes, because there was a collision. Yeah. Like, but there were like, there was no collision. There was no contact between the two vehicles. And he is responsible for maintaining control of his vehicle. 
So had he slammed on his brakes and gotten rear-ended, the person who rear-ended him would have been responsible. Right. But because he swerved to avoid, and she, she even told me, she's like, I, if he wouldn't have swerved, I don't know if he would have hit me or not. Like, and I'm like, that's why we can't cover it. But this woman tried, like, fighting with me and telling me, no, you need to cover this. You need to cover this. Like, this was my fault. I'm like, no, it wasn't. Like, you did what you are responsible to do. Like, you tried you to see. Forward. You stopped when you saw that there was oncoming traffic. And he his reaction to that caused him to lose control of the vehicle. And like, you know what? That's going to end up going to, like, small claims or whatever. Probably. He's going to try to sue her for shit. And, like, someone's going to come in and be like, she, in short, she stopped when she saw you coming. You didn't hit her. She didn't hit you. You swerved and rode your own vehicle. Like, she's not at fault for that. I mean, like, you're you, not, you would, like, you would she's hope not so. going to pay you. You would hope so. And that is one of the things that actually, like, is the dicey part of my job. Because, like, well, what happens if he sues me? I, I don't know. Like, well, the, like, the, the cops that came said it was my fault for not, like, she, I, I got ticketed for not stopping at a stop sign. And I'm like, you've also told me three times it's your fault, but like speaking to you about the facts of what happened, it's not. Right. And like, so that's an annoying part of my job. Like, listen, I'm trying to tell you, and I know you feel bad, which is like, which is a thing. Sure. Like, that's a human reaction. But I'm trying to tell you, like, this You're is how this works. Like, like, and I can't speak legally, but from an insurance standpoint, there's nothing for us to cover. I don't know what else to tell you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and she was very, she wasn't happy about it. But like, I like I can't change the wording of the policy and after we got off the phone like I verified that with multiple colleagues just to be like I was right here right and they're like yeah no contact there's no loss the other side of it is hitting a pothole you hit a pothole and you you pop a tire yeah it's not covered because that's just damage to tires due to road conditions is not a covered loss you hit a pothole and you pop your ball joint and your tire turns the wrong way, that's covered because you hit a pothole. And it's not tire damage, that's damage to the vehicle. So I hit a pothole once and it fucking actually broke my, uh, didn't break the ball joint, it popped my fucking spring off the bracket. And then, like, it was a big ass pothole. And I was like, ooh, that's gonna, that, like, as soon as I hit it, I was like, oh, oh there, that's gonna leave a there, There's something gonna be fucking wrong. But, like, it was driving fine. And then all of a sudden, my tire blew, like, another, like, couple hundred yards down the road because the spring popped off the bracket. And then the spring was pushing on the inside of the tire and friction blew my fucking nice. tire. And all of a sudden, I'm driving, but, like, nothing seemed wrong. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're. No, it wasn't even that. It was I heard an explosion. Oh, like my tire blew, and uh, I was like, "Oh, well, what the fuck is that now?" Like I fucking hit the pothole with hell back there. Like what the right. hell is this? And I get out and I'm looking and I'm like, "There's no fucking damage here." And then I go, I'm like, "Something's got to be wrong." Like underneath, and I look and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like fucking spring. Yeah. And the damage to the spring would have been covered by your insurance. The damage to the tire uh, actually may have then been too because yeah. the damage to the tire was caused by the spring, which was caused by hitting the pothole. Yeah. But if the damage to the tire happened and then that caused the spring, it may like the tire definitely wouldn't have been and the spring probably would have. Yeah. Or if your like, tire pop, even, or if your tire blows and you didn't hit, even like, go through insurance, like we went to like 
wherever and bought some cheap ass tire. Yeah, Jim, and, Jim, like, Jim Bob's Tire Emporium. Yeah, and, and like coffee we just shop. Fucking like my dad knows enough that we just put a new like spring and everything out yeah. on the driveway. And, no, like, but, but but that like that's the interesting thing. So like again, you hit a pothole, you hit a, a median. The collision with the median's covered, but the pot, well, but your tire popping isn't. Like, and it's just it's so funny and like when you have to tell these th- this to people and then they argue with you. What do you mean? What do you mean that's not like I hit a pothole? That's a collision. Like, no, sir. If you read your policy, it says specifically that damage due to road conditions, damage to tires due to road conditions are not covered. Which honestly, you should be able to go after like like the fucking town or the village or I whoever. Agree. Bro, because, listen, like, I, I, I pay, drive to my parents' I house. So many go- I pay so much goddamn taxes, and like, there's no reason that there should be eight-inch deep fucking potholes that are causing damage like that. Dude, and the problem I drive was, to when my- I hit that pothole, I was going from a stoplight. I was stopped at a, at a red light, and I started going. I was going fucking 10 miles an hour when I hit that fucking pothole. Right. And it fucked my front end up. Yeah. Dude, I drive to my parents' house, and I have to take one way and not the other because the uh, their road over by the tracks mm-hmm. over this way is awful. I've seen dirt bike tracks that were smoother. Right. Like, holy hell. Um, but yeah, people trying to tell me that they know for a fact they have coverages or they know for a fact how something works and they don't, which that, like, really the people, like, the, the, the wannabe know-it-alls are just on another level. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who try to tell me how things are going to happen, I'm like, that's not how we do things. Right. And like, the, my, my favorite was the dude who was like, I was, insur- I was in insurance for 30 years. Sir, you were born in 1934. <laughs> You're damn near 100. You haven't, like, you may have been in insurance for 30 years, but you've been out for 30 more. Yeah, like, things 30, have- that's, that's light. Like, you, you were in for 30 years, you've been out for 50. Like, 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 sir, you haven't worked in insurance since 1974. Like, <laughs> like things, things have updated. Like, and my, my absolute favorite is, uh, no, what's going to happen is I'm going to go get three quotes and then I will send them to you and, uh, you're going to cover the one I want you to cover. Like, <laughs> no, that's <laughs> no, or no, not. like this no. is the price we're going to pay. Yeah, you're we're we're gonna we're gonna tell you what the appraisal looks like. Yeah. And that's what we're gonna pay. And if your shop decides to charge you more than that, they either have to get approval from uh, from us or approval from you that you're going to pay the difference out of pocket. Yeah. And that's a fun one. I've had that a few times where people are just like, What are they they're charging me three grand out of pocket? And it's like, Well, did you tell them to use factory parts on your two thousand twelve? Because right. that we didn't authorize that. Well, yes, you did. No, we didn't. And I've sent you a copy of every single thing we've approved. How do you not know that there's a $3,000 difference in what we approved and paid and what they want from you? Right. Oh, because the shop is skeevy. Got it. Yeah. I'll, I'll have one more insurance story, but I want to let you go because we've been talking about my stuff for 20 minutes. Oh, that's fine. Has it already been 20 minutes? Uh, 18 and a half. Well, oh, no, shit. 19. I'm not going to wait through much seconds, but 19 minutes. <laughs> uh, now... <laughs> uh like my biggest things are like just like minor pet peeves like at the barber shop like okay. just stupid things that like clients do almost unwritten rules yeah okay. kind of um like number one don't fucking sit down in my barber chair until i tell you that i'm ready 
Fun fact, I've done that to you before. You, uh, yeah, you're I'm different. different. I you're know. different. <laughs> but, like, that's because we're, like, actually close friends. Right. Like, I hang out with you outside of work, obviously. Yeah. But, like... Wait, we do? No. Never. Here I, here I thought I was talking to myself. But, like, there's one guy who will come in, like, first thing in the morning, like, 9 a.m., like, I'm in the back. Like, I haven't even gotten my goddamn scissors out because I walked in the door fucking five minutes ago. Sure. And he'll walk in, like, as soon as the door is unlocked. And, like, there's been times that, like, I've heard the door open and I've walked out there or looked at, like, the camera and I'm like, where the fuck is he? I'm like, oh, maybe he went to the bathroom or something like that when he walked in. Nope, I walk around the corner. He's already sitting in the barber chair waiting. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Because, like, I mean, you gotta get your you gotta get your stuff set up. You gotta set up, set up your station. Like, yeah, I can get that. Uh, like another one is like, I have, I see, like two hundred fifty to three hundred people a month. Okay, I can't remember everyone's fucking haircut. Yeah, so you get the uh, same as last time, and you're like. Yeah. Okay, when, what did, did I do I, when, last time? When did I see you last? Like, what did like, I do last time? Which, I'm sure that's different so for people with like, recurring appointments, like, every every week, every other week, whatever it might be. That might be a little bit different. Sure. Like, there are some people that I just inherently remember exactly what we do. But there are also people that, like, come in, like, once a month that I can't remember for the life of me what we fucking do. Right. So, the last thing was last time. Cool. What did I do last time? Uh, so, remember... Your own goddamn haircut. Like, right. I can't... You, you I can't wear remember. your hair. I'm like, it's your hair. Like, it doesn't fall on me to remember what we fucking do, what I did last time to your fucking hair. No, I listen, I support that because that would be one of those funny ones where like, uh, same as last time. What did we do last time? Uh, bro, you wear your hair. I don't. Like, what do you mean you don't know what hairstyle we went with last time? Right. Like, like even even if you don't know what it's called... Like, describe it to me. Oh, like this, like, you know, part over here and kind of, like, floofed up in the front and, like, or whatever. Like, like, you know, I'll ask him, like, uh, how, short, how short are we going? Uh, I, I don't know. Dude, like, I've been, like, I know I've been cutting your hair the same way for eight months, a year. Like, I just don't remember, like, exactly, like, the numbers of the clippers that I use. Like, right. like... You're one person. Like, you need to remember if I use a fucking three or a two or a one and a half. I can't be held responsible to fucking remember what you fucking do to your hair. I got 300 fucking people. Now, to be fair. To be fair. I don't know. Like, if you were to look at me right now and be like, how short do you want me to fade your beard? I wouldn't know what to tell you to put on the fucking thing. Yeah. Like... So not knowing the numbers of the gauges or guards or guides or whatever the hell they're called um, would be one thing. But, like, at least give it, like, I don't know, like, you know, a couple inches. Like, yeah, you know, give give something. give Have an idea. Have a clue. The, the biggest thing that irritates me, and I, I generally only get this with the older guys, the older gentlemen that come in. They grab your ass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, a shave and a pinch for five bucks. I yeah. saw that sign. Uh you know, I sit them down, especially like these older guys who like, they've never been to the shop before. This is the first time they're ever coming in. I've never cut their hair before. You know, hey, I'm like, 
What are we doing today? How what do you how do you want your hair? Oh, just a basic cut. What the fuck does that mean? A basic cut? I feel like what the fuck is a basic cut? Okay. So I years and years and years ago, I used to get my hair cut at this old barber shop on I believe it's Union and Como, technically. Yeah, Bob and John. Bob and John's. Yeah, three old Polacks owning yeah. own a. Uh, I used to get yeah, a haircut. It was, it, yeah, it was, it's funny. Like I, I, I know of these guys because they're kind of going out of business because yeah, they're, 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 they're ninety fucking old as shit. Yeah, now. they were in their sixties when I was getting my haircut right. as a kid. Uh, but it's funny because it's literally three brothers. And only two of them is, they have their name on the goddamn shop. Yeah, Larry. It's, Larry got added on late. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Bob, Bob and John. Bob and John's, but it's literally three fucking brothers. Yeah. Now I don't know if they're actually brothers. Uh, they are. Okay. Yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, so Bob and John been doing it, and then Larry jumped in later on. Um, yeah, my dad went. I, just, to, I always thought it was funny. Like pretty it, sure my dad went to John for the longest time. A mm-hmm. couple times I got Larry, he was okay. The one guy used to nip my ears with the uh, with the clippers, like the old school clippers that like you could probably take someone's head off with if you needed to. Yeah. Um, God, I just had a really bad idea for a Final Destination movie. Anyway, so <laughs> the Demon Barber of Union Union Avenue. <clears throat> anyway, um, no, like I used to go there, and I, so I'm, I feel like that's the type of place you could walk in and be like, "Ah, right, give me the standard cut, Bob." You know, sure, but, but it's it's also a place you walk into and you feel like all of a sudden you're in black and white. Yeah, which like your shop is going for that old timey feel, but it's new. Right. That place you walk into and it, it literally feels like you're like not black and white because that's what like that's what you guys are going for. There, it's more of that like seventies, yeah, 80s. like that that seventies like almost technochrome color that yeah. you would see on the old school tube TVs that like. You would feel like that—that's the proper way to watch, like Saved by the Bell with them sure. at the max. Like yeah. that's what that place feels like. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, just give me the basic cut. Give me the right. basic. All right, like, sir, is that a basic cut? Is like, that a how buzz? much? Is that a high and tight? Right, like, like how much do you want? Like you're coming in here with like a full head of like hair, like it's long. You have it swooped back. Like, do you like? What do you want me to do? Like, do you want, like, clippers on the side? How short do you want it? Like, what is a basic cut? Because a basic cut to you is a different than a basic cut to somebody else. And then that's a different... Next, next time somebody walks in and says, ah, just give me a basic cut, you should give them, like, a military high and tight and be like, oh, I thought you were going to basic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the one thing that, like, this doesn't really irritate me, but, like, it's another one of, like, my pet peeves. Uh, someone come in and be like, ah, just do whatever you want. But uh, you don't want me to do whatever I want. Because if I do whatever I want, I'm doing like a number one all the way around your head. And I'll see you in five minutes when I'm done. And we're going to be done in seven minutes. Right. Oh, no, that's not what I want. Okay, then what do you want? Right. Like, I, I can tell you that um, my bartender friends do the same thing. Like, they, they hate that. And like... Again, when you're friends with these people, you can get away with certain things. So, sure. like, I, it's nothing for me to look at my buddy Taylor and be like, I don't know, man, pour me whatever. Nine times out of ten, he knows he what knows, you like. He knows what I'm drinking. He, right. like, he knows I'm getting a Red Stag and Ginger. He knows I'm getting a Captain and Seven. He knows I'm getting something along those lines. Uh, it might be a screwball on the rocks. Like, 
And usually if I'm like, I don't know, man, like whatever, whatever's close. Like he knows like one of those three main things that I sure. drink are, are, the, are the go-to. The one day, and I learned the hard way, uh, when the bar is busy, that's not a game to play with him. No. Like even, even as his friend, like if you don't know what you want, he's just going to move on because he's busy. And I get that. But there's also like, there's times where I'm like, I don't know, man, like I want something different, but I have no idea what I want. And next thing I know, I got a chocolate martini sitting in front of me, yeah. which one was really good, but I felt a little weird drinking it <laughs> because a martini glass and my meat hook of a hand looks funny <laughs> as fuck. Like, like I, like these things are not meant to hold a martini glass. Right. Like I really, I like following like bartenders on TikTok and stuff because oh, those are great. They'll, they'll talk about like shit like this. Like people are like, ah, just, you know, kind of whatever. And they're like, cool. You're getting a fucking Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah, give me whatever. All right, here uh, we have some leftover bush in a keg for some reason from 10 years ago. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I kick that, we can get some good beer in here. Right. They're like, oh, whatever whatever, whatever you got, whatever uh, you want. Here's well cool. gin on the rocks, yeah. asshole. <laughs> or like, uh, what do you want? Uh, just a beer. Awesome, dude. We got fucking like 80 different fucking beers. Yeah. What do you want? Like, I uh, some of the bartenders are just so sick of it. They're just like. Uh, just whatever, or like just a beer. Well, they, they literally just grab like the cheapest bullshit beer, like usually like a fucking Bud Light, like, crack it open, set it in front of them, and then people are there, like, oh, there "That's is, not what I wanted." They're like, "Well, you fucking said whatever, so here you go." There is the other side of that coin, and that's when people ask for every single obscure one-off IPA you've never heard of. Yeah, like so, those are always interesting when you get like the oh, like. Uh, do you have the um, the sugar bush tit? I don't know. Yeah, the the, the sugar bush tit special IPA. Like, no. Like, oh, do you have the Mason Dixon line anniversary edition? Like, like ultra sour? No. Uh, yeah. How about a how about a sideways bottle triple X IPA? What the fuck did you just say to me? Like, how about a fucking Bud Light, buddy? Yeah. How like, about uh? How about I pour you a Guinness? We'll see how much you really like the taste of beer. Yeah. Drink a beer milkshake, fucker. But no, I like, I couldn't. I'm finding more and more. I just don't like people that much. I really don't either. Like, and so here's the thing. I, I do like people and I like being around people and I like talking to people. I host podcasts. I like talking. Sure. Um, I can't stand people in certain scenarios, specifically when those scenarios are annoying. So, oh man, I've we we went off on the tangent about the beers and the our ordering at bars, and I kind of forgot what my other story was from insurance. Oh, never mind. I'm good. So, uh, this is easily my favorite. The thing that annoys me about people the most, like this, is hands down, and this comes from coaching. This comes from years and years and years of instructing and then years and years and years of living in a world at day camp where the expectation was I speak and you listen mm-hmm. because that's the dynamic of the paradigm we had. I hate repeating myself. I'll do it just to make sure a point gets across. However, when you when something happens that is a poor outcome for you, because you did not listen to me, and I know I told you, I am ready to scream. 
I'm ready to throw things at people, mm -hmm. specifically the nearest large piece of furniture that I can lift on my own. And there is no truer testament to this than there was a young lady, probably, oh, I mean, a few months ago, who I, I was handling her insurance claim and went over all the rental stuff. Now, if you have rental on your insurance policy, every insurance company does it differently. We have a daily limit that we will pay up to. Sure. And then we have a limit for like for the claim. Those two numbers are generally equated to about 30 days of coverage. Sure. However, if you stay under your daily amount, the overall amount lasts longer. So it's not like we're like you're yeah. getting $30 a day for 30 days or $80 a day for 30 days. Yeah. It's this amount per day up to this amount total. So if yeah. you have a $40 limit and you need to do a $20 rental car, you're going to have 60 days of coverage. Yeah. That's just how it works because that's math. Yeah. Part of that, we're not going to put gas in your car for you. We're not going to put gas in your normal car. We're not going to put it in your rental car. Right. right? We're not going to cover any mileage charges. Most places only have a mileage charge if you're like, oh, I'm taking your rental vehicle to Florida from Buffalo. Right. Like, you know, you go on an extended trip, they're going to look and be like, how many miles you put on this damn thing in five days? The big one's the additional insurance. You ever rented a car? Yes, I have. And what do they try to do every single time? Sell you that additional insurance. Oh, you need it, you need it, you need it. And I'm telling you right now, it is worth it every time to buy that fucking walkaway insurance. This is That's what I like to call that shit, the walkaway insurance. You can total that fucking car, bring it back on fucking blocks smoking, be like, here you go, and walk away. So I have a good story about that. As much fun as that may be for somebody, the part of my job is to explain we're not paying for that. Right. Because you, when you are driving a rental vehicle... You are covered by the policy that you own yourself while you are driving the vehicle. So yeah. as long as you have coverage on your own vehicle, you have coverage on the rental. Same policy applies to the rental. Correct. Yeah. I explained that to this young lady. And the person at the rental car place was adamant that she needed the she needed this extra insurance. Now, this is how bad these people will lie about this. She told her, your policy covers if you hit somebody. Your policy will not cover you if someone hits you. And she goes, oh my God, really? And they're like, yes, your policy will not cover you if you get hit by someone else. That is why you need this additional insurance. Mm -hmm. She was like, Ah, uh, okay. Well, it's like five bucks plus tax a day. This rental or this this this, this repair is only supposed to take four to five days. My man, it took forty five. Mm -hmm. That five bucks a day got real big real quick. Mm -hmm. And guess who she was pissed off at when she got that bill? And I said, "We ain't paying it." Yeah. And I said, "Um." She's like, you didn't tell me that. I said, uh, I did. It's on my initial contact note. It's on, it is on every initial contact note I make. Specifically that, like that gas mileage and additional insurance are not included in this coverage because we are not going to pay it. And I know that this conversation is bound to happen at some point. 
I now double down on that. I make sure people are like, you understand this, correct? And I will even go, like, she goes, no, they told me this. They told me that they said I needed it. I'm like, let me read you your coverages on your policy. This is what applies to all your driving and rental. I said, in what world does your insurance not cover you if you get hit by someone else? I go, your insurance is there if someone else hits you and they don't have coverage. Yeah. We would cover you. So why would it be different because you're in a rental? Oh, my God, that bitch. Like, word yeah. for word, that I can't believe she, like, and all of a sudden she put her, I'm going to talk to the manager pants on. and It was, but, like, I I ended up getting a bunch of nasty emails from her because, like, the, the, the repairs at the shop didn't go well. And then, like, there were things that she claimed were wrong with her vehicle that were, like, we're not covering that. We didn't do it. Talk to the shop. Like, right. Those are my favorite. Like, it's like, listen, you call us because something's wrong with your vehicle. We give you the price that we're willing to pay to fix and we, it. And, and she went to one of the shops that we recommend that's in our network. And, everything. and but after that, that's where the buck stops. Like, if you get it, quote, fixed and there's still problems with your vehicle, that's between you and the fucking shop. Yeah. And that's one of the big things that people don't understand. And I've, I've dealt with that a few times, but. Uh, I think my favorite one was the, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna tell you the state that this was in. This was in, this was in Minnesota. Minnesota. Because if you don't know nothing about Minnesota, Minnesota is the Canada of America. Yeah. Minnesotans are usually so nice; people mistake them for being Canadian. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was. I felt so bad for these people. They. The, the wife was driving with their son to a hockey tournament or something. Of course. And hit, Minnesota. A, and hit a deer like two and a half hours from home. Oh, shit. There were no shops nearby. That no, we that's always with. the worst. And there was a 95% chance that the vehicle was totaled. We worked. We got the vehicle taken back to, to a place near them that they wanted to go to and everything else. And then the vehicle sat for like three and a half weeks because the shop was like, we're not doing the work on it until we have a confirmation of that they're going to pay our labor rates. Because we, pretty sure we did like a virtual inspection at first. So I was like, there's an app, you take pictures of the vehicle yeah, and our yeah, yeah. like X, Y, and Z, here's your dollar amount. And the shop was like, those aren't our labor rates uh, until we get confirmation of the labor rates. We're not going to do any work. And all of a sudden, they, they're calling me going, why? Like, my vehicle hasn't moved. What the hell? Like, this is bullshit. They don't, and they didn't have rental coverage. That was the worst part. Oh, shit. So they're like, we're without a vehicle, and we don't have answers. And basically, like, there was a, a communication breakdown between our appraisal team and the shop, where the shop was like, the appraisal team basically said, like, you, like they have their answer. The shop was like, we submitted something that showed them otherwise, but they didn't. And they got pissed off at us for the claim not moving, and it was irritating. But I actually have a uh, <laughs> saved in my email, my work email. I have my first, uh, my first angry customer email saved. Your first go fuck you. Uh, it, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Nice. And the best part was like the the wife was so nice, and she understood, and like everything we talked about, I was like, this is why this is happening. This is what's going on. Like, I've talked to this person. I've talked to this person. I've talked to this person. Nobody has this email that the shop claims they sent. They the shop can't tell me where they sent the email, and like I can I can go back in my email and find every email ever sent by me and ever sent to me. Um, like unless it's past like the ninety day delete mark, 
Right. So, like, which I'm sure if we absolutely needed to, I'm sure the company could go back in time sure. and do that. But, obviously, like, we've only been dealing with you for three and a half weeks. Right. So. This, this claim was open for legitimately a month and a half to two months. Oh, my God. Because this, and like, then the stupid part was the second the shop started the teardown, they submitted a supplement and it totaled the vehicle. Which we knew was going to happen. Right. Like, but the shop was like, I am getting paid for the teardown. I am getting paid. And I want my labor rates. And, like, they were arguing over, like, $2. Well, like, $2 an hour. For, like, and, like, and if, if they would have been doing the repair work, that adds up. That, that was going to be, like, a 26-day repair. Yeah. But they ended up, like, only getting that $2 an hour for, like, a two-day a two day repair. Like, yeah. for the teardown and then, like. Putting it back together so it can be picked up by our salvage people. Like, yeah. But, like, the shop, I'm not telling you I sent it. Like, where? I don't have it. He don't have it. They don't have it. They don't have it. They don't have it. You should have sent it with a claim number. Put the claim number in your search bar and see if it pops up. Uh, I'm not I'm not going hunting for this. It's not my job. To, you guys lost an email. Could you send it again? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll see what I can do. But I got 20, it. 20 minutes later, you... Miraculously, have the email. Uh, more like a week and a half, but still. <laughs> but somehow that was all my fault. Yeah, and I and I felt bad because like the woman like said she was weird. The the husband was the like starting to get into like the go fuck yourself stage. Yeah, but like and I and I can't blame them on that. I would have been irritated too. Oh yeah, but like it, like it, that's one of the things that like is it, frustrating to me when I look like these are legally binding documents. There's nothing I can do. My job is to tell you what the paper says. Yeah, and there's nothing I can do to change the paper. What do you mean I'm running out of rental? I want I need more rental. Maybe the shop can help you. Well, but 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 the parts aren't in yet. That's why we tell people not to get into the rental until the repairs start and don't start the repairs till the parts are in. Yeah. But I didn't want to drive around with my car being all dented like that. Well, we don't cover rental for aesthetics. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. Like I but I I can't, I can't say, yeah, sure, we'll pay for you to be in a rental for six months. Yeah, like, we're yeah. not doing that. That's how business is. Also, that's how like, you go to business. The, the idiots, who, and that's like, how I get fired. They get they get the rental. Like your rental covers, you know, thirty bucks a day. Yeah, and they're but they're they're driving an expedition, right? They're driving an expedition. Oh, oh shit! They got a brand new like Dodge Challenger on the lot for fifty bucks a day. Oh, we're gonna take that. Yeah, and then they're like, "Why did my shit run out so fast?" Well, because we covered you up to this, and you exceeded that, so well, your so, shit ran out faster. Well, so the shit doesn't run out faster because we will only cover a certain amount of money per day. Oh, so anything above that comes out of pocket. Gotcha. And then once you exhaust the overall limit, we'll cover. So in that instance, you would we would pay thirty of that fifty for you'd thirty days. Be, you'd still be paying twenty bucks. You'd be paying twenty bucks a day out of pocket. For that fifty, gotcha. so that's, I mean, that's still a lot of money, man. That's six hundred bucks. Yeah. If you go a full thirty days, that's six. That's six bills. Yeah. I don't know many people. Like normally, people are pissed off that they have to pay their deductible. Yeah. Which, if you're again lucky and heavy average policy, that's five, that's five hundred bills out there. That's five hundred bucks out of your pocket right there. Like quite honestly, if I ever needed a rental, like I'm looking for like, all right, what's the cheapest thing that I can get into that is sufficient for my needs? Uh huh. Like if my policy covers up to thirty bucks a day, I'm looking for something that's like 
15 to 20 bucks a day. Yeah. Like, it's just something to get you from point A to point B. In this day and age, good luck. I I think the cheapest we can get with our preferential pricing that we get is like 24 to 25. Sure. But, like, I mean, saves you five bucks a day. Yeah. So, like, every what? Six, every five five or six, every five days, you get an extra day tacked up. But still, that's 36 days, 38 days, whatever it turns out to be. Right. My my brain is shot. I'm not mathing well. So, I don't know. Neither one of us really math well to begin with. I do when I have to, like I like especially. I found working in uh, in retail and selling things and like cashing people out. Like my brain started working a lot better with math because weirdly enough, when you put a practical application to the math I have to do, my brain understands it. Yeah. So when I have to ring things up, like oh these are like they're five dollar meals times twenty meals. Here's like ding ding ding, good. Let's go. Oh, they gave me cat or they gave me. You know, they gave me a hundred dollar bill. It's sixty bucks here. Bang, boom. Let's go. Let's move. Let's move. Let's yeah. you know, cash things out. Let's go. But when you look at me and like start dropping Pelagrian the- theorems or what the fuck ever, like That's I started drooling. Not about. you since fucking high school. No shit. And that was all. And and my parents can testify to this. My entire bitch all through high school. When am I ever going to need this in my life? Yeah. The only people I know that use like the th- fucking engineers, like engineers, scientists, and math teachers. Yeah, but thank God I spent three years of high school learning it. Yeah, thank God I learned fucking calculus that I've never fucking used. Like I know grown ass people who sit there and go, "I don't know how to do my taxes." Thank God I know what sine, cosine, and tangent fucking mean. Right. Like, thank God I can find you know the. The circumference of a rhombus, or what the... I right, like, I don't know how to change a tire, but thank God I know Pythagorean's theorem. Yeah, it's... I mean, we talked about that a little bit last week, about how the educational system in this country is so fucking broken, it's not even funny. Like, they really need to, like, get like revamp. Like, high school should be about teaching life skills. High school, To get you no. prepared to... High school needs to be a combination of the knowledge you need to succeed as a human being and life skills. It's like, right. you shouldn't leave high school not knowing how to balance a checkbook. Well, that, or that's, how what, to that's what I'm saying. Like, those are, those, like, to me, those are life skills. But like, you also do need to learn history. You need to learn how to like right. adequately speak and use the English language. Sure. Like, but like, all this like math shit, like, aside from like learning basic math. Yeah. Like, unless you actively know that you are going to be like an engineer or something like that. Like those Which, those those math classes listen, should I'm, be like optional. I am all for like kind of like you're supposed to do in college where you kind of structure your classes and what you're taking toward what you want to be doing. Right. And like because you, know, you know what? I can tell you that like I wouldn't have been wasting my time in those ridiculous math classes. No. And here's the stupid thing. My senior year of high school, like I I passed Math B, uh, like I was one of the very few to pass it the first time. I passed Math B, which was even a, an even smaller percentage of people who took that the first time that passed it. Like, skin of my ass. Like, passed it by an ass hair. That's how, like, passing was, the passing dumb, was a 70. I, was in the, I got a 70. I was in the dumb kid Math B class. Like Because I sucked in math that bad. Yeah, like, I wasn't good at it. Like, I, they didn't put me in regular Math B. Anyway, so, um, yeah, like, they they just, like, I took the math B exam, I passed it, 
that one was worse. That one was like 55 was considered passing because they yeah. like like whoever it's scored the highest was the A, and then yeah. they curved it from there. So 55 was passing, and I got like a 64. Yeah. And I was like, woo, not taking math C, like not taking yeah. that exam, but like I had to take a third math course, right? So here I am in trigonometry, like having having like my parents paid for a fucking tutor for me to pass math A and math B. Passed it by the skin of my ass. And then Math C starts. And I get a teacher who I loved. This dude was awesome. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure his name was Mr. Rupp. Because we called him Rupp Dog. This dude, and here's the thing I loved about him, right? He would teach us what and how we might possibly apply what we were learning to the real world. And even if the math wasn't there, he would teach us like real world life like lessons the the last straw for this dude was so like people started complaining about it because like the real nerdy math kids in my class would sit there and say like oh i don't learn well this way like point me to the book let me like teach me how to do the function and let's go to work and this guy would be like listen here's some tricks here's some like here's how you do this is how you would apply this in the real world like and people started complaining. The last straw for him was he wrote or he typed up something for us that was like, hey, here's a fun brain thing for you on a Friday. And it basically, it, it, it was a paragraph that basically said like if the first and last letter of a word are in place and the other letters are there and out of order, yeah, you can your brain read can read yeah. it, right? And it was like typed out as like a small paragraph. And it was like, so the next time your, te- your, next time your English teacher tells you that spelling matters... Tell her to F C U K O F F. He got fired for it. Whoops. I had a, like that was like seven weeks into our into the, into the first semester. I had like an eighty five in math. Like I was understanding what we were doing. They replaced him with a full time sub, and they like like on the verge of hiring her full time. Mm-hmm. And they basically like she came in. She took like the first day to go through all all the paperwork and everything in the grade book and. Then the next day, like, getting to know us. And then the third day, so, like, her first day was a Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday. So, on Friday, she looked at us and was like, all right, so I'm going to meet with each one of you individually. Like, it's basically a glorified study hall for the one more day. Uh, I'm going to meet with all of you and kind of tell you where your grade is at and, cause, you know, based on, you know, where I think you'd be had I been here since day one. So, not taking the grades we had, basically going through what she had and I went from having, like, an 85 to, like, a 50-something. Mm-hmm. And I looked there was like, wait, this is like, you're presuming that that's where I would be if you had been teaching this class since day one. And she went, yep. I went, all right, you're going to drop me from this class. Then she goes, no, I'm not. I said that I'm going to make your life hell till you do, bro. <laughs> How long until you were out of that class? Four days. On, on the fourth day, she brought me a drop slip. Now, drop slips had to be signed by your teacher, the principal, your guidance counselor, and your parents. Mm-hmm. She brought me... A drop slip signed by three of those four. Because she didn't want me talking to anybody about this. Like, yeah. <clears throat> so, day one, I sat down at her desk while she was teaching class, opened a drawer, and found a big-ass bag of 500 tiny rubber bands. <laughs> and just, started sniping people. Day two, her desk was locked. So I sat on the windowsill, where there were homework piles of homework from each grade in like a little basket. And I started making paper airplanes with people's homework <laughs> and throwing them out the window. 
which was hilarious when you started hearing phones ring down the hall, like ring, ring, ring. Yeah, no, 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 not me. Ring, ring, ring. Yeah, no, 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 no. my windows aren't even open. It's cold in my room. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I, I'm teaching the kids something about, uh, like, and made up a lie. And then, like, go, go out there and pick those up. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you going to do? You're like, you're going to get me in trouble? Why are you doing this? Because she won't drop me from her class. Why do you want her to drop me from her class? Because she dropped my grade over 20 points because she felt like it. Yeah. Like, I was untouchable, and I knew it. Third day? She dropped, yeah, she, she dropped your score arbitrarily. Yes. Third day? Without any reasoning. I stole the light from the projector. Now, I was ninth period, right? So I was the last period of the day. So I walked in. She was in the hallway talking to somebody. I reached into the projector, unscrewed the light bulb, and put it in my pocket, and like put it in my hoodie pocket and walked to the back of the classroom. Nice. Guess who can't teach without a projector? Because <laughs> she had all of the, like, all of the day's work like pre-written out mm-hmm. on stuff and like and then she would like just roll through it right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah couldn't do it because there was no light and it would have taken her too long to like look at it write it on the board look erase it look at it right on the board like ruined her whole ruined our whole class start of the fourth day oh, the the fourth day was the the fourth day was the homework that was the last draw one like because because like the the like our classroom was right above the office so they they were the ones that saw the paper airplanes flying on the on the front lawn and like, did so she was, see you making the paper? Oh god, yeah. Talk, and she didn't like stop you. She, she was trying to ignore. Like she, she played the whole like ignore it and he'll stop. <laughs> the, you weren't going to stop until you ran out of papers. Yeah, no. The uh, concentrated power of will. And like when I walked into her class that How Friday, many did you make? I probably got like fifteen to twenty out the window. Nice. Like I literally just sat there and like just took my time and like as I was folding them and like I didn't like, really deliberately. Do, oh god, yeah. yeah. I'm just like. Making eye contact with her as you're folding yeah, them. Out the window. <laughs> kind of like your goddamn cat. Oh, God. Like, don't, don't, do do don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Boop. They make eye contact with you and they're like, fuck you. Shink. Yep. What do you mean no? Whack. Yeah, that was me. So, yeah, day, day, day one was the rubber band war. Day two, I still had some of the rubber bands left over, so I was shooting a little paper, like folded paper at people. Oh, tweeters. Yeah. Um, God. Day, yeah, day three was the was the light bulb. Day four started with I. <laughs> kids, don't do this! Like, don't do this! I'm a I'm a bad role model for these things. I and I was in high school, so you know, cut me some slack. All of the TVs at the high school had the same universal remote. Yes. Throughout my career, I stole six of them. One, my sophomore year. Two and then three. So my senior year, I would walk around with a universal remote in my pocket and I would just walk by a classroom and go boop and go back right back in my pocket because every single TV was set to an input that was white noise mm-hmm. because that's what they would have to plug into the computer or whatever to per- like to use right. it. And the white noise was loud as fuck. So all of a sudden you'd be teaching a class and all of a sudden you just hear and the teacher would lose their shit. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. To the point I did it to the choir teacher at the beginning of and like and I didn't do it when they were singing. But my buddy Austin was in choir and I walked by, I did it and I just start laughing as I'm walking toward like the main hallway. And Austin's like nightmare. I was like, "Oh fuck." Like, yeah, what's up man? He's like, "Um Mr. Lee wants to talk to you." It's like, "Oh, son of a bitch." <laughs> he goes, 
how'd you turn my TV on? He's like, and like I was like, I'm in trouble, like whatever. And he goes, where'd you get that? My German teacher had like four of them in her classroom. I have like three of them. He goes, so you have an extra one? I was like, yeah. He goes, can I have that one? I'm like, mine doesn't work. So I gave, I gave <laughs> the other teacher a universal remote. And you it were was, not in trouble. And I was not in trouble. Perfect. He looks at me and goes, I won't tell anybody. Let me have that and don't do it to my classroom again. Yes, sir. Perfect. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. Um, <laughs> so I, like, I, would, I would intentionally walk by her classroom like multiple times a day because I had a permanent pass because I was the school store manager. Mm-hmm. So there were times I needed to go down to the school store for whatever. I basically had the same thing because I was an AV. Like yeah. I, I had master keys in the fucking school, man. Yeah. So I never like, ne- like I would walk down the hallway with the hall monitors without my book in my, without my passbook in my hand and just like, oh yeah, I got to go here and I'll see you. And like, never questioned me, never said a word. Yeah. So I was just it's the same way it was for me. I would just like walk by her classroom and just boop all day on. Thursday, and then I finished the day with the paper airplanes. And on Friday, I walked in and had three signatures on a piece of paper and said, take this to your guidance counselor Monday morning. She already had your parents' signatures? Nope. I, had, I had to get my parents' signature. Oh, so okay. I had, but I had to turn it into my guidance counselor. Right, right, right. Who, and they didn't care. They were like, okay, you know you have to take a math class next year, right? I was like, yeah, tell me about this new life math course that we have. And, that, and that's what that was. That was um, like balancing a checkbook. That was like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. So we, we devolved from, like, work irritations to some pretty funny stories. Yeah. Like, high school times and stuff. But this is kind of the way, like, our this show is what we do. Goes. This is what the people want. Yeah. It's what the people listen to. Or it's what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was fun, man. Thanks for yeah. coming. Thanks for stopping by. Is our hour up already? Oh, yeah, dude. We're at, like, 57 minutes. Oh, shit. All yeah. right. Uh, listen, we can do part two of this next week. No, we could. <laughs> Yeah, we'll think of stuff. Yeah, we'll think of stuff and get there. I, I can't believe it's taking taking me that long to tell you that story. Of me getting like me like getting myself removed you, from the you math might class. have you might have like told that story before. Fair, uh, but I just don't remember. Yeah, no. it's pretty epic though. Oh, dude. Fucking, that's that's great, dude. There's so much shit I could have done in high school because <laughs> I had the master fucking key. <laughs> Uh, like I could unlock any goddamn door in that school. Yeah, see, I didn't literally, have that. Like, I just had I had a pass that meant I was I, allowed to be in the hallway. At I any, literally at any had point. keys to doors that like administrators didn't. <laughs> that's fun. That, that that's like the uh, the stage crew in our in our school was like they they'd be like I have a knife in my bag and I'm like I don't care you're dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it's all fun and games so someone gets stabbed. Yeah. But, Anyway, well, thanks for tuning in, guys. This is a fun episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as uh, we did. That was actually a lot of fun. It's, yeah, it's been a while since we just kind of like riffed back and forth like that. But and especially because like I was kind of in like a little bit of a, yeah, I had a, a shit mood before we we started this. You seemed like you were having a rough day. Like I'm, just I'm in a better mood now. Oh yeah, I was just tired. I'm still tired, but like it was like a nice like it was therapeutic. Like yeah. it's meant, like this show is meant to be. Yeah. But uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you next week in Common Debauchery. And with all that being said, I am the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online, BICBP-radio.com. You can tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And you can follow us on social media, at Common Debauchery on Instagram and Common Debauchery on Facebook.